We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hour number three on a Tuesday, still basking in the victory. If you're a Cowboys fan like me, we can get to the matchup the rest of the week with San Francisco, but Cowboys blast the Bucks 31 14. I am so glad all of you that believed in the Cowboys did. Uh, it will include our next guest who picked the Cowboys. Zay picked the Cowboys. Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday, and uh, the hour always starts with a beat. Chosen by Zay. What do you got here, Zay? Tupac. How oh. do you want it? Featuring, I don't know if it's Jodeci or Casey and JoJo. One of the two. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. A little Tupac beat to get us started. We appreciate that. We hope you are having a great Tuesday. If you're a Cowboys fan or a fan in general of the NFL and you have a reaction to last night, we got a lot of good stuff on the Specs text line, 337-3776. We will get you some more football notes coming up at 2.30, including uh, moves around the NFL, uh, some Sean Payton updates as well. If you're a Texans fan, you might be interested in that. Uh, also, let's get into some Longhorn basketball talk and more reaction to Cowboys and Bucks with our next guest. He's on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. Nice enough to move the schedule around a little for us this week. We appreciate that. It is Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast there and the Morning Brew article for you every day. If you're following the Longhorns, if you love your Longhorns, and you are not checking out Horns247.com, you got to get going. Chip, how are you? What's going on, fellas? Man, What's up, Chip? I, I got to give you and all those folks that picked the Cowboys credit. We wanted to get your prediction since you were an eyewitness at one point. And actually, you had a patch over one eye, I think. So you were an eyewitness to a Bucks game earlier in the year. You saw the mess they could be. You said the Cowboys would beat them, and you were right. What did you think of last night? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're, you're happy to see that Dak Prescott, I'll tell you that. Uh, and Micah Parsons seemed like he was like part of Tom Brady's jersey. Yeah. That was everywhere. And, you know, as far as the Buccaneers, that looked like the Buccaneers team that I went and saw lose to the Ravens at home. So um, not quite sure what Tom Brady's doing or thinking. Um, maybe he should have stayed retired. Because um, that was that was tough to watch last night. If you're a Tom Brady fan, but the Cowboys look good, and and now, man, they get the ultimate test uh, against the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> 
Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. I know you remember covering Brock Purdy, uh, his days under Matt Campbell at Iowa State, and he always showed flashes of maybe being a good quarterback on the next level, but then he would show you things that, you know, explain why he was drafted at the end of the NFL draft the year he came into the league last year. Now, going into this game against San Fran, Chip, do you like the Cowboys' chances, or how are you feeling about it? I mean, I love the 49ers. I think they're, you know, I just think they're probably the most complete team. They play the best defense. They can run the football. I'm amazed. I'll be the first to admit I'm amazed that Brock Purdy has has looked as good as he has because Brock Purdy kind of had that Kirk Cousins thing going at Iowa State. He was he was really good in the regular season, but when the games mattered most, and I'm not trying to, to pile on Kirk Cousins uh, in this latest game that uh, the Vikings lost to the Giants because he actually played pretty well. The, the Vikings' defense was pretty bad. But Brock Purdy, you know, it seemed like when it mattered most, he he was turning the ball over. Like when he got into that uh, Big 12 title game a couple years ago, um, three interceptions. He just, uh, you know, he didn't quite have the clutch gene, but sometimes you're better in the pros. I don't know. Either that or Kyle Shanahan is that good. I mean, um, but I look at the 49ers and I say, man, that's, that's, that's going to be, you know, that could be the NFC championship game. I'm sorry, Eagles fans, but um, that's going to be a tough test for, for the Cowboys. Right now, I would lean 49ers. Yeah, and Chip, it's interesting. I think both teams need to win the same way. I didn't think that, the, that Kellen Moore could keep Dak Prescott and the attempts lower than the rushing numbers, but he did, and that's exactly what Shanahan did with Purdy in this last round. That's how they want to win. Um, I, my theory for this game is that if – uh, Shanahan has a running back averaging 5.9 yards or better, like Rashad White was last night for the Bucks. Somehow, I think Shanahan would get him more than seven carries. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean i I don't get it. You know, I, I, you know, when the Cowboys came out and threw it three straight times, I I could understand trying to get uh, Dak into a, a little bit of rhythm. They were short passes, screens, and stuff. Uh, but it was nice to see the Cowboys hand the ball to Pollard and, and Ezekiel Elliott, and absolutely. I mean, Rashad White was running. You could see he was, you know, finding creases, making yards. I absolutely would have uh, handed the ball off uh, to Rashad White a bunch more. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of inexplicable. I mean, Tom Brady attempted 66 passes last night. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. 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 I've been rechecking it all day. That's one of the silliest things I've ever seen. 66 passes. I mean, unless you're, you know, running the uh, air raid at Texas Tech circa 2008, 2009, um, that's, that's ridiculous in the NFL. 
Yeah, it's definitely ridiculous, even if you're considered the greatest quarterback of all time. But, you know, Chip, this Kansas City Chiefs-Jacksonville Jaguars game has a weird twist for Texas fans because word on the street right now is that the wide receiver coaching position looks like they're going to take a look at Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver coach Chris Jackson. Where do you think Steve Sarkeesian and his coaching staff stand on that and just how – how big is that if, you know, Jacksonville were to upset the Chiefs uh, this week? What would that mean to this coaching staff and Steve Sarkeesian? Yeah, I mean, part of me thinks that Steve Sarkeesian is punking everyone <laughs> with this uh, receivers coaching search because it's, it's been all over the place. Um, and so I've kind of taken the approach of, you know what, I'll let Steve Sarkeesian tell me when he's ready to, to make the call because – it's, um, you know, it, he's, he's doing his due diligence. I'll give him that. I mean, I think he's, you know, really trying to figure out what's the best fit. And he's, he's you know, considering a number of people. Um, you know, the Chris Jackson, uh, like his coaching history is pretty lean. It's, it's a lot of NFL. I mean, the connection is that he was a Washington State receiver with Ryan Leaf and Jeff Banks on that 97 team that went to the Rose Bowl. Um, and I'm not sure that that's, um, you know, exactly what Steve Sarkeesian's looking for, but we'll, we'll see. It's, it's been interesting. Talking with Chip Brown, Orange247.com. Chip, real quick, uh, another kind of Longhorn-connected um, story with the NFL. I thought it was really interesting that uh, one of the biggest plays of that San Francisco game was Charles Amenehue knocking that ball out uh, and t- really turning that game the other way. Bosa covered it, but Amenehue made an incredible play there. Um, I'm, I'm really happy for Charles. He was an intern with us here for a little while uh, during that, a summer back in the day and getting to go to an impactful team like San Francisco. Such a big play for him. Uh, what do you remember about Amenehue at, at Texas, and uh, what have you thought of him so far as a pro? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him that he got out of Houston because, <laughs> good heavens, it's like, the, uh, it, it's like the ownership there is just trying to, you know, like set records for futility. But... <laughs> um, God bless the McNair family. But, yeah. you know, Charles was a guy who just needed confidence. He, he, he's got that long frame, and he, he, he started to figure it out late in his time at Texas um, because he's, you know, he, put on, he finally put on good weight. But that long arm rush of his, his speed to power, and now he's in with the best pass rusher in the NFL and Nick Bosa, and if you're in drills with him every day, you're going to get better and better. And Charles is a good guy. You know, that's the thing. You, you like to see good guys who work hard, get, get their reward, get their opportunity, and, and that's a great situation. I mean, he's, he's on the best defense in the NFL, in my opinion. So, you know, for him to make that play, man, that's, that's come, come crunch time, come contract crunch time those are the plays that that ownership remembers and and so you know hopefully he just keeps building from there because um you know that was that was a huge play yeah 
Chip, obviously the deadline to enter the draft has came and gone, and Jaron Thompson and Jalen Ford, they announced that they were coming back. Now, we kind of knew that Jaron Thompson was coming back, but Jalen Ford, with the excellent season that he had, I don't blame him for throwing his name out there to see what the scouts say and just get feedback. Going into this 2023 season and you look at the roster and see just you know how the depth chart might turn out, who do you think in 2023 is going to have a chance to be making a huge impact on Sundays in the future? Well, I think, you know, Jalen Ford had a real decision to make. And, um, you know, we talked about this a couple times before that linebackers are like running backs. If, you know, because you're in such a high collision position, when you have a year like Jalen Ford had, you should, you know, make that um, – make that decision an informed decision get all your get all your research in but you know Jalen Ford has a chance to to be uh, a big time player uh, leader on that defense they need him to be uh, the leader of that defense because he puts in the work he knows what um, he, you know he knows what's coming he studies the opposing offenses and he's going to be a really good um, mentor for Anthony Hill, who's an, I mean, he's, he's an inside linebacker too. He's a middle linebacker and who can rush off the edge like they do with, with Jalen Ford. So, you know, I think, you know, you look at those two, you look at um, Jalen Catalan coming in from Arkansas. He's healthy. I think he's an instant impact guy, kind of like Ryan Watts was uh, out of the portal for Texas last year at that boundary corner. And then, you know, they need to – you need guys like Justice Finkley to come on. Um, Finkley's got all the tools. Baron Sorrell, same thing. You need those guys to take that next step and really become uh, menace, you know, kind of like uh, we were talking about that defensive line in San Francisco. You've you got to be that guy who's the, the opposing offense has to account for on every play. They're coming, but there's a big step that needs to be be taken. And kind of like Jalen Ford last year, you know, everyone you talked to behind the scenes said he's ready. He just needs to believe it. He's ready. He just needs to have confidence in his abilities. And it clicked for Jalen Ford, and it needs to click for Baron Sorrell and, and Justice Finkley, um, you know, coming off the edge next year. Chip, before we let you go, let's get a little basketball thought from you as they get ready to play at Iowa State tonight. Speaking of uh, of clicking, I know there are a lot of Longhorn fans hoping that Tyrese Hunter maybe can go back to Iowa State for a night and find something familiar that gets it to click for him because uh, that's one thing the Longhorns need right now. Yeah, and you feel for Tyrese Hunter because his numbers were solid right up until Chris Beard got arrested and charged and suspended and then fired. And, you know, his numbers have fallen off since then. And, and we talk about those players having their, their worlds turned upside down. Uh, you know, Tyrese Hunter made a really uh, big decision to leave an Iowa State team that he helped go from 2-22 and 22 the year before to the Sweet 16. Um, and I think what we're learning about Iowa State is T.J. Otzelberger knows what's going on in terms of finding players who will buy into his defensive mindset. They're playing 
the kind of defense that Texas was playing the first eight games of the season. I mean, they're limiting people to 57 points per game, just like Texas was when Beard was on the sideline. And that's why I think this is going to be a tough game for Texas tonight. And you hope that Tyrese Hunter uh, can figure it out. He had a great game in that loss to, to Kansas State. He scored 29 points. Uh, but then, you know, the numbers have fallen off again. And, you know, he's a big – he's tried to impact the game in other ways, assists and defense and, um, you know, rebounds, whatever he can do. But um, you can tell he's let his offense or lack of offense affect the rest of his game. And that's, that's something that he's got to grow through and – it's pretty incredible that Texas has been able to come back from 18 down to TCU and 12 down to Texas Tech with, with Tyrese Hunter not contributing very much offensively. Uh, and that's, that's credit to Marcus Carr and Jabari Rice, who have just been, you know, they've been, and Timmy Allen, who've been unbelievable in those late game um, stretches. If Texas falls behind by 12 or 18 tonight, it's over. I mean, Iowa State beat Texas Tech by 34 the other night. Gabe Kalsher has been an assassin from the three-point line and, and just scoring in general. And Iowa State only had four returning scholarship players from last year's team that you know went to the Sweet 16. Um, and and Kalsher, you know, obviously was one of those. And then T.J. Oselberger has filled in around them and they're man they're tough they're tough on defense they force turnovers like texas these teams are kind of mirror images of each other um you know when like i said i'm not trying to dis you know rodney terry but beard you know had that ability to really you know get guys to grind on defense and that's what tj Oselberger's done at iowa state and and we'll see if texas can uh can match them with that defensive intensity tonight yeah, Chip, I don't know whose confidence is worse right now, Tyrese Hunter or Brent Maher. I, I have no idea, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's not looking like, good. How do you keep him? How do you keep, how do you keep Brent Maher? You can, I, I covered the Cowboys. They would bring in kickers all the time for tryouts yep. you know, during the week, all season long. They always wanted to you know, know who to have on the short list if there was an injury or something or, or if the kicker lost all of his confidence. I mean – that's when you lose when you miss five straight extra points dating back to last week and he's got that glazed look in his eye man i'd be bringing in kickers this week for sure because it's very very possible that uh in playoff football it's going to come down to a kick yeah uh it's a th- it's a three-point league in the nfl especially in the playoffs yeah, it's only five days, but I put some of that in in the five days as well, Chip. I agree. It's it, I couldn't believe how quickly Jerry got tried to get rid of that, and this even this morning he's talking about yeah, we'll just see how kind of things go this week, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. It, we'll see if Maher can can get it mentally back together. He did find one extra point last night, but uh, what, what must he be going through right now? Uh, that is Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast. Uh, check out the morning. Article as well at Chip Brown 247 on Twitter. Chip, we appreciate you rearranging things a little bit for us this week, and uh, we will hit you next week. And uh, have a good one, man. Enjoy the game tonight. Hey, same to y'all. I mean, Phil Dawson's available, you know, just for, for oh. a week. <laughs> 
Dude, I told I, I, hey, I, Phil coaching. Hey, Chip, I joking, oh, yeah. I jokingly sent a friend of mine who's a Cowboys fan. I texted, hey, I'm gonna call Dan Bailey. Is that cool with you? Oh, like wow. I was just trying to think of a name I kinda trusted after watching that last night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Please, good grief! Let's get Please. that that student that uh, Mike Leach brought out of the stands years ago to kick for Tech. Oh yeah, where's that guy? Come oh yeah, is that guy oh, around? Yeah. My God, oh, I mean, give him a ring. Yeah, <laughs> Chip, can you kick? Can you still kick? Is there any soccer in, uh, in, in, in enough in your past? Can you get it through there? I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> you know, for for whatever Jerry's paying, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you Chip, all you need is the right cleats, man. They'll all come back to you. That's it. That is That's it. Right. It's going to happen. My man Kenny Sims used to kick with uh, the 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 straight on uh flat toed uh you know kicking shoe. Oh hell no. There you go. Let's go Tom Dempsey style if we have to. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it takes, man. We uh, can do it. That's good stuff. Thank you, Chip. Appreciate you. Thanks, Chip. All right. <laughs> See you fellas. Good stuff there. Yeah, the mental side of Brett Maher. I think there's a lot of people that would agree with Chip there. You got five days here. Five days. Bring somebody in just to help. I know helping reset his mind is one thing, but showing him that you're that you gotta you gotta show the team you're that serious too, don't you, Zay? You had your quarterback yelling last night. Yeah. Players not trusting your guy. Don't you want to show them that you'll do everything to get this right? For sure. And that win be kicking in the bay, depending on the day. That too. It's January. Yeah. So I don't know how the wind was yesterday in Florida, but I think it can get a little bit more serious in that part of the Bay when the Cowboys go up there this week. Yeah, somebody was texting in earlier. Could it be that different with you know the normal turf the Cowboys have versus the grass, grass. in Tampa? What's going on with the grass in Tampa? Could it be that big a deal? That stadium's been around forever. They do Super Bowls there. I mean, it's not like the college team plays there. Super Bowl's been there. Bowl games every year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that well-respected stadium. I would think it's decent grass. Uh, I don't think that's going to be one of the things you blame. All right, coming up, we'll go why today matters. Speaking of the NFL, uh, the Chargers fire somebody. Cleveland looks like they're about to hire somebody. And Texans fans, do you want Sean Payton? We'll update you on that story as well. Plus, we got a lot of birthdays to hit on January seventeenth, including well, probably the greatest of all time. Next on the Horn. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. familiar to me it should be but you you didn't go to parties back in the day so mm, yeah we, we've established that yeah, <laughs> yeah. ensemble an ensemble it's not a group or? nobody would know it's just a song everybody would know a song everybody would know but you're saying the group's not big no oh uh, okay 
Yeah, I just feel like I'd recognize it, but I guess I don't have it then. All right, who is it? My Boo by Ghost Town DJs. Okay, yeah. So that's exactly it. Yeah, you'd have been really impressed if I'd come up with Ghost Town DJs. Yeah, I really would have. That was not going to happen, but I do recognize the song. Ghost Town DJs, David Ruffin, Goo Goo Dolls, Rough Cut, and the Beatles all on the show today. Uh, thanks to Chip Brown for his time talking Cowboys beating the Bucks, talking Longhorns getting ready for Iowa State tonight. Remember, that's a 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 pregame right here on the Horn Cowboys 5.30 kick on Sunday afternoon against the Niners. That's a 4.30 pregame time if you're uh, planning out your week. Obviously, we'll be talking a lot about that. Today, we're just trying to bask in the win for you Cowboys fans. We've been asking people how they experienced it, how they watched it. But yes, it is the Cowboys, so there always seems to be some issue going on. So the Maher thing has been discussed as well. Chad and Zay with you. We'll give you a couple other football notes and get some birthdays going here. Let's go Why Today Matters on January 17th. Here we go. Why Today Matters brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. First off, once again, we'll send positive uh, thoughts to Russell Gage, the Buccaneers receiver that got hurt last night. They say it was neck and concussion, and then they kept him at the hospital last night for tests. Uh, he was moving his extremities uh, at last at the last report, so hopefully uh, Russell Gage is going to be okay. Okay, that was a scary, scary sight last scary. night, Zay. And he'd had a back injury before. So I think part of his frustration, if you saw him trying to get up and he couldn't move, part of that frustration and him kind of, I don't know if he slapped the ground or hit the ground or if it was just whatever, part of him in staying down, I think it was that frustration that he'd been trying to work back and now he's laying on the field again. Yeah, and with what happened to DeMar Hamlin, it seems like we all gasp every time somebody goes down and stays down. Because mm-hmm. now we just never know. So, yeah, I'm glad he's doing well, but yeah, it was a little scary last night. So we talked about, uh, we've been talking about you know, after Black Monday in the NFL and head coaches moving or whatever, there's some other move, movement going on. Uh, Chargers have announced they fired their OC, Joe Lombardi, and their quarterbacks coach, Shane Day, so yesterday, Zay, you said your gut sort of felt like maybe Staley was going to get another year. It feels like that's where this is headed. New OC and quarterbacks coach, but Staley probably sticks around. Yeah, I mean, they're going to give him a year three and see what he does with that, even if he maybe not deserves it. I mean, if you're Justin Herbert, now you got to regroup again and see in your year four, which is going to be a huge year for him, whether, you know, you know, they're going to pay him. you got to pay somebody like Justin Herbert. Like these quarterbacks don't just grow on trees mm-hmm. as the NFL. And with all of the injuries that they had this year, even Justin Herbert, that injury that he had in week two against the Chiefs where he had broken ribs and whatnot, that set the Chargers back a lot. So if you're Brandon Staley, not all is his fault, but you look at the time management situations, some of the calls that he makes is just he, his two years that he's had in Los Angeles. They've been very up and down, and I think this year three is make a break for him. Also, you just look at some of the pure offensive numbers have been down, so that's why you go OC and quarterbacks coach. I was looking at some of the numbers earlier. Red zone numbers down. Mm-hmm. Some of Herbert's numbers are down. So Yeah, somebody got to go Kevin Costner bodyguard and jump in front of the bullet. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be Joe Lombardi in the, in the big way. That, so they'll need both of those positions possibly filled. Let's see. Uh, they 
there. Cleveland apparently is going to hire Jim Schwartz, the former head coach, as a D.C. He's been an analyst the last couple years, I believe, with Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. He's going to be Cleveland's D.C. Their defense has has had some of their numbers slip recently as well. Uh, And if you're a Texans fan, the interview finished up yesterday with Sean Payton. Sean Payton reportedly is going to interview with Denver, maybe Carolina, and Arizona has also asked to talk to him. He apparently is taking this pretty seriously, Zay. If that Chargers story is real, because that's one of the ones he's mentioned, everybody thinks he wants to be the Chargers or Cowboys coach. Well, last night wouldn't help that along with the Cowboys, and then the Chargers story that maybe they're going to stick with Staley, that doesn't help it along. I wonder how serious he would be about Houston. Uh, he's talking like he's taking it somewhat seriously and that he might actually consider the job. Yeah, and I don't know if he just doesn't want to be disrespectful towards the Texans, you know, but it'll be weird for him to go there. If he does, I would think that he would have free reign to do whatever he wants. No pushback, get in the guys that he wants, bring in the coaches that he wants, the analysts, et cetera, the plays that he wants. He's in the front office in all those meetings with the GM. Like yeah. If he takes that job with the Texans, with the way that where the Texans are currently at, now I know that they have the number two pick and they're most likely going to get a Bryce Young quarterback, Alabama, or a C.J. Stroud quarterback for Ohio State, but Sean Payton – him taking that job, there has to be a ton of perks that are clearly going his way, and all those that I just named have to be those. He's also mentioned the relationship he's had a little bit. He's seen a little bit of the Houston folks because they used to do joint practices with the Saints. So he's met Casario and some of those guys in the front office. So you could say, hey, if he takes that job, you've got to know what you're taking there, Coach. Yeah. You've hung out with him a little bit. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Sean Payton's going to go through multiple interviews. Will he end up with one of those jobs? Also, remember Kellen Moore? I believe it's this week. That's another part of this five-day thing, Zay. I think this is the week Kellen Moore's going to interview with uh, Carolina. I think they've set it up now to where you don't you're not going to make them wait until it's all over. I and think this is the perfect time to go into Carolina with how good he was last night dialing up plays. Right. This is a perfect time for him and his agent to see what's out there, especially if all the all the jobs that he got turned down from last year. I didn't know that he was, you know, I didn't know he went out for like three teams last year. That's crazy. Yeah, he did. Now he interviewed for a couple and I hope, yeah, I hope there's some rules in place where as he's getting ready, I know that I know they're trying to help these guys out, but uh, that distraction seems like it would be there too to go all the way to Carolina. Yeah, and back. Dak Prescott definitely doesn't need those distractions. Yeah, I would hope that uh, maybe they may have that wait until uh until the man, you know, later on in the in the run if they're going to continue a playoff run. So all that going on in the NFL, uh also you've got um what was the other story? Oh, uh, other Cowboy update for you. Uh, the reports uh, from Dallas, Todd Archer is where I'm seeing this on Twitter, at Todd Archer, that Jason Peters' status for the Niners game a little more dicey than Jaron Curse. He could need a couple weeks with the hip injury. That means Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern continue as the left side of the line. That did look weird last night. He immediately knew something was up. Yeah. Jumped up, big old tough veteran like that, puts his hand on the offensive line, especially tapping their helmet. You know something's going on, so hopefully he can get better quickly. And then J. Ron Curse, hopefully they'll be able to get him back this week too. Uh, Cowboys getting ready for the Niners. In terms of the birthdays today, let's give a couple of big dogs their uh, their love. Today would have been 
Betty White's 101st birthday. Oh, Betty White. Left us in 2021, one of the greats. James Earl Jones, 92 today, voice of Darth Vader. He's officially retired from being the voice of Darth Vader, but, you know, James Earl Jones. Uh, And Zay, arguably the greatest athlete that ever lived, pound for pound, sport for sport, anywhere for anywhere. Muhammad Ali would have been 81 years old today, died back in 2016. I forgot. For some reason in my mind, he died longer ago than that. Just, I mean, like, I would have put it. Yeah, twenty sixteen. A little seems early. right. That just for some reason it just felt like a, a bit longer ago than that. But uh, he lived till twenty sixteen. Uh, obviously, the greatest. I mean, when the, you talk about iconic, worldwide known athletes, there's a group of them. But man, it starts with Ali for me. Think about if he didn't go to prison. Oh, yeah. If you just kept on fighting, what I, he's already considered the greatest boxer of all time, but he missed years. People forget he missed years to right. go to prison because when he got drafted, he said, "Nah, I ain't going to war. I'm Muhammad Ali. You know who I am." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was the great the great George Carlin bit about. Yeah, they told Muhammad Ali he couldn't do his job. He has a weird job beating people up. <laughs> They didn't want him to beat people up. They wanted him to kill people. And he said, well, I don't know. I'll beat him up, but I don't want to kill him. And then yeah. they said, well, if you won't kill him, we won't let you beat him up. How about that? How do you think Will Smith did when he played him? Um, you know, I have only seen scenes of that movie. I've never seen the whole You've thing. never seen it? I've never seen the whole thing. That was a weird casting for me because when you go that level of icon status, I don't know if you could ever re- – sometimes you, if you cast someone I know too well – it, it turns me away, and that's what that casting did. When I heard he was going to play Ali, I thought, I'm not sure, and I've never actually watched the movie, so it kind of speaks to that. I've never been drawn to it enough to go, all right, let me see. It's just to me going to be like, hey, that's Will Smith. That is Will Smith acting instead of that's Muhammad Ali. Right. But I may be wrong. You tell me. Is it worth the performance? Uh, I wouldn't say it was like a Jamie Foxx Ray okay. type performance, but – you do get locked into it being Ali okay. and not being Will Smith. All right. Well, Me personally. I, that I got to try because I also think, I mean, he's not the same kind of icon, but like I loved King Richard. I thought what he pulled off with Richard right. Williams was incredible. Yeah. And, you know, I still knew, you know, you still watch the movie going, oh, that's Will Smith and an incredible performance. So I need to check out the Ali movie. I've not done that. Happy birthday to uh, the, the great Muhammad Ali today also real quick on the music side y'all can decide these guys are exactly the same age who's got more wear and tear who's partied more little john and kid rock are both 52 today i'm putting my money on kid rock zay i, I, I think kid rock too i don't know if anybody can say they've out partied him at 52 years i thought kid rock was the coolest dude when undertaker came back as badass Undertaker that was riding around on the motorcycle, yep. and he came out to, I am American Badass. Uh-huh. Yo, you couldn't tell me nothing about Kid Rock back then. I was like, Kid Rock's that dude. Just for this, just for Undertaker, he- going the whole new look yeah. with that badass rocker motorbike taker, which I, I do love. Kid Rock is a crazy crossover talent and a unique talent. There just aren't many people that can do the exact shows he could do and tour with the people he could tour with, and it'd be okay. Like, he's just got certain relationships that it's like, well, wait a minute, so you're saying he appreciates, you know, like, old Skinnerd? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
that track is him and Snoop. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. he can play all that, bring it all together, take it apart, do it however he wants to do it. He's he's a unique guy. Yeah, I love Lil John too, but Lil John needed the East Side Boys. You know, Lil John was on that track with Usher and stuff like that. You know, Lil John was never dolo by himself. Never quite to that level. Never quite to that level. Yeah. Happy birthday to uh, to those guys. And if you're an Astros fan still basking in your championship, Kyle Tucker's only 26, just in case you're wondering. Wow. 26 years old today. Still got a little baseball left in him. That's January 17th uh, for us. Coming up, stems and seeds before we get out of here. We'll get you off the ball, don't lie. And then they will get you off to Longhorn Basketball at Iowa State tonight, 7 o'clock tip. Right here on the horn. Day and night. I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. What I need for keys, this silly game we play. Play. Now look at this. All right, almost done on a Tuesday. Should I know it, Zay? Nah. Is this brand new? Not brand new, but it's new. Too new for you. Too new for me. Um, Chance the Rapper. I don't know. No. Close. Yeah. Both guys are from Chicago. Damn. Okay. Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. Kid. Naturally, Kid Cudi's from Cleveland. All right. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Why have I heard that name? Uh, Kid Cudi did a lot of work with Kanye before Kanye lost it. Ah, that must be it. Yep. Kid Cuddy. All right. Ghost Town DJs, David Ruffin, Goo Goo Dolls, Rough Cut, and the Beatles all on the show today. Plus a great Tupac beat started this hour. We appreciate you being with us. We've gotten a lot of great response from Cowboys fans today, people that were watching all different ways and experiencing weird levels of hatred and stuff. We had somebody say their wife's a Steelers fan, but they rooted for the Cowboys last night because they hate Brady that much. So last night really was like the hated against the hated. I guess it's like for the rest of baseball nowadays if the Yankees and Astros play. Like they're two of the most hated brands right now. So you got to figure out who you hate the most. Some people did that last night with Brady and the Cowboys. I, as a Cowboys fan, still basking in that win. Uh, yes, I do dig the Bucks as well, but Cowboys were so much more likable going into the games, eh? I liked them so much better. I was just hoping they could get this win, man. Because this, to me, was a validating moment. I don't think they have to beat San Francisco to validate their season. I thought they had to get this one. I think people would have ripped them Necessarily, it would have been a warranted rip if an eight and nine football team beat you. I don't care. If, I don't care who their quarterback is. An eight and nine team does not need to beat these Cowboys in the playoffs. I'm really proud of them for pulling that off. Yeah, you should be. And you know, it started with Dak Prescott. And shout out to Kellen Moore for putting them in situations finally where Dak could thrive. And you know, after that very gruesome injury that Dak had a few years ago where his foot was completely mm. turned around. Yep. It seemed like the play calling for him to make him more of a mobile quarterback has dimed down a lot. Well, yesterday, Dak really showcased his legs more than we've seen him a lot this year. On that big third down, there was third and six, and Dak hurdled a guy to get the extra yardage. And then what really uh, um, showcases or shows out for me is the bootleg on four 
fourth down, right when Ezekiel yeah. Elliott just got stopped. They ran that exact play, but instead Dak kept it, and nobody was there to, to you know see him in the end zone. So that's huge for the Cowboys' confidence going into San Fran next weekend. When you're playing against the number one defense in the NFL, you're going to need all hands on deck. Did you see what his first, or his, I guess first or second, however you look at it, his other option on that play could have been? Could have been a little Patrick Mahomes shovel to Schultz. Okay. Dalton was waiting, trying right. to figure out, do I block? Do I get in position? Yeah. He was sort of there as a safety valve. I, I loved the way Kellen Moore called the game. Now, and we'll talk about this throughout the week, can he do the same thing if the game doesn't go perfectly? That game laid out exactly like he wanted it to. If they face adversity, not just extra point adversity, real adversity, will they be able to respond? That's going to be a big part of this week. But yeah, like that roughing the passer call that favored the Cowboys on their first drive. Completely goes their way. Didn't love that call at all. This is the playoffs, guys. I'll take it as a Cowboys fan, but you could feel Troy Aikman's anger as their <laughs> in-booth guy was explaining why that was roughing the passer. It's like, really? Are you kidding me? Yeah, the way he used to get jacked up, I'd be pissed too if I was Troy. Nuts, man. All right, stems and seeds, uh, avconsultations.com, 255-8678. Texas basketball coming up tonight at 7, 6.30 pregame. Zay, what does your gut tell you? Do they get this thing done? Uh, I want to say yes, but... If Iowa State would have won in Allen Fieldhouse, I would say Texas has a good shot. The fact that they lost, mm. they got locked in these last few days and practice. And I think TJO is going to get them right. Plus, I think it's going to be brutal on Tyrese Hunter going back to Ames. Yeah, I think it'll be an L for Texas. How about Battle of the Lakes tonight? Westlake or Lake Travis? Lake Travis. Lake Travis. Lake Travis. Bounce back win. Maybe pulling an upset there. Also, real quick, on the Flex High School side of things, congrats to Vernon Hughes. Apparently, the Weiss OC is going to become the Weiss head coach in football. Congrats. Congrats to your coach, Vernon Hughes, apparently getting the the promotion there with the Weiss Wolves. All right. Um, We've also got – we mentioned a lot of the football stuff. Cowboys fans, looks like uh, Peters may not be able to go against the Niners, so it's going to be Connor McGovern helping out once again on that offensive side of the ball. Uh, We mentioned the Texans interviewing Sean Payton. He's still got a couple uh, to interview Denver, maybe Carolina. Arizona has asked. That's another interesting job. Who ends up coaching Kyler Murray moving forward? Does Sean Payton want that challenge? Mm. Because that's different. I'm going to go out on a limb. Kyler Murray, a little different than Drew Brees in terms of coaching a quarterback. Yeah, you think? (laughs) In terms of, is he staying in the pocket or could he move if you needed him to? Those are two different stories right there. We'll keep our eyes peeled. Yeah, I don't think Drew Brees played a lot of video games during his Saints days either. Well, that too. That's true. In terms of work ethic, it's going to be real different. Maybe he does now with all three of those badass kids he has, but... (laughs) No, not back then. Yeah, that's another good point. All right, Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip, Texas at Iowa State. We'll be back tomorrow for a Wednesday show. It will include our interview with Sam Morrill at 2.05, and we'll talk to Justin Wells at 1.05. Always Longhorn talk around here. Plus, we're starting to talk Cowboys and Niners tomorrow. See ya!